Hello, and welcome to Canada Reads American Style. I'm Shauna. And I'm Rebecca. And today we are discussing the next book on the 2021 Canada Reads shortlist that will be in competition shortly. And it is Johnny Appleseed by Joshua Whitehead. And I'm reading a quote off the back of the book that says, quote, you're going to need a rock and a whole lot of medicine, unquote, is a mantra that Johnny Appleseed, a young two-spirit, indigiqueer, and Indian glitter princess repeats to himself in this vivid and utterly compelling debut novel by Joshua Whitehead. So, Shauna, this is like, what, this is book number four for us? Yeah, this is book number four. I want to start out when I give you the question, I'll, I want to explain why this is a question, but as, since we're reading this as book number four, many other people have read it before us. And what we've noticed on the Canada Reads Facebook page is a lot of people said, this book is too graphic. And in fact, one person said, if this book ruins Canada Reads, she will never <laughs> watch <laughs> Canada Reads ever again. Uh, that's an unfortunate statement because obviously a whole lot of people weighed in on that. But my question for you is, do you think this book is too graphic? I personally do not find this book graphic. Uh, if this book was a horror novel that had blood and guts and, and pain ensued throughout it with like physical people cutting of limbs in this, that's what I would consider graphic. Uh, but I also don't mind reading books that are erotica or verge on erotica where uh, sex is a more descriptive type of way the story is told. So when I went to read this story, I think the most graphic part that I thought was part of the story was when Tias and him are uh, painting their nails and Tias's father says, don't be painting your nails. And he rips, like he cuts off Tias's finger. Yeah. Like that part to me was too graphic because it was a lot of pain involved. And all the main character could do was just sit and watch his friend go through this and, and utter silence. Like his friend Tias wasn't able to to do what he needed to, like, he couldn't stand up to his father. He was too little. He was a kid. So, you know, to me, that was what was graphic. When you talk about the sex and the sex sting or him having to make a buck to, in order to survive, I'm sorry to tell you this, but that we're in the 21st century and that's exactly how some people have to do it. That's how they have to be able to make the money. And especially if they don't have any skill set. And obviously this is the only skill set he's currently interested in cultivating. So I don't, I don't oppose him doing what he needs to do in order to survive. Yeah, I feel the same way to me. In fact, when I started reading it, I thought the way people were talking about it was it was going to be hardcore description of actual like body parts moving in and out of other body parts and all sorts of other things. And I started reading and I thought, okay, well, I'm waiting for it to get graphic because I didn't really think it was graphic. And, you know, I grew up reading romance novels and back in the day they were very, you know, they would kiss and that was it. And then they started to get into like sex and then like oral sex and all kinds of things. And I was like, okay, that to me, and I've read a little bit of erotica. I just, it's not my genre. I don't really care for it that much, but I've read a little bit. 
I don't have any issues with that. I don't think anyone is, but let me be clear though. It does bother some people and that's fair. They may not like any kind of sexual description and that's fair. And I don't, I don't fault them for that. If they don't like it because it's um, gay sex, then I kind of want to say, well, that's, you got to kind of work through that a little bit, I think, because sex is sex, it's body parts, it's physical reactions, et cetera. I will say though, that I will never forget that I, and I'm, <laughs> I feel like you, Shauna, I, that scene, cause you kind of warned me about that scene. I, I had just, I was right. The next sentence I was going to read in the book was that is situation that happened with the fingernails. And so I was prepared for it and I kind of skimmed it. I, I can't even read that kind of stuff. But what bothers me more are when animals suffer. And I will never forget that I read The Vegetarian, which was really, really highly rated a number of years ago. And I read that and there was a scene where a main character runs this dog into the ground. I, and unfortunately, I can't, I can't unread it and I can't forget it. So I, anytime animals suffer in a story, I, I skip it. I cannot read that at all. And that's why back when we read the, the Chimps of Fauna Sanctuary, I did read it. And I cried through the whole book, but anyway, so yeah, graphic sex. I don't, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't shock me. It doesn't, I'm not going to not read a book because of it. And it is, it's integral to the story for crying out loud. The man's a sex worker. So <laughs> there's going to be, a, and, and even then, I don't think the sex with his clients, there wasn't really any, anything there. It was just his relationship with, with Tias. And that was his the love of his life. So to me, uh, what the heck people, people need to unbunch those panties. I think. <laughs> Just a little bit. Now I do have to say, like, I'm curious when we were reading the descriptions of the stories, when the shortlist came out, uh, I think it said cyber sex. And I wonder if how many people thought this is, this book would be set into the future, not realizing that we have cyber sex now, and it's been a prevalent part of the internet for a very long time. Honestly, I, I hate to say this, but if if people really don't know that virtual sex has been taking place for a long, 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 long time, I just, I mean, I don't, they've got to be living under a rock at this point, honestly. Or maybe they read like light romances or uh, what's the word, uh, inspirational novels or something. I mean, you, I don't know how you could live in this world and not know that's been around since the internet started. Right. I mean, honestly, it's, yeah. That was back in the mid nineties. That makes sense. Cause I mean, now when you say that, it makes me think of the midnight bargain and how in that you go from all, all they do is kiss. That's it. I don't think they even hold hands. <laughs> uh, and then in this novel, we have, you know, 80% of it is him doing stuff online. And then maybe another 20% of it is him doing like, maybe I would say 15% with T.S., and then another 5% actually doing it with his clients. So just something interesting, I think. Yeah, I just, it, but it is interesting because the problem is so many people said it was graphic that I think a lot of people said like, well, if that's the case, I'm not going to read it. And, you know, I think we all have to remember that we all bring our own personal views to a book. And I cannot stress enough how much I did not want to read Suzanne a couple of years ago. And it turned out to be my favorite book that year. So I think we have to give a book a chance. Although I don't believe what Shauna says, which is that no matter what you, when you start it, you should, <laughs> you should finish it. 
I've changed that perspective. <laughs> no, I know. But I no, but I'm just saying, I think you have to give it, you have to give it a try because again, I expected it to be really like gay porn, to be honest with you. I kind of really thought that's what it was going to be. And it's not that at all. It's a beautiful story about, you know, this young man who this glitter princess, which I love that. I love that title uh, description, but he, he, it's a, I think it's a very sad story. I think it's um, it kind of broke my heart. And anyway, let's talk about the next question. Cause I want to, I do want to talk about this I do want to answer this question. I'm excited about this question. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Could the story work as a movie or a TV series? Okay. I'm going first <laughs> because I really feel strongly about this. I need, I, I think it could be, I think it definitely could be a story, right? Because he is trying, his uh, stepfather passes away and he's trying to raise enough money to get back to the res to be there for his mother and to, you know, to put a, an end to the, all of that. Right. And he's trying to raise money. That's fine. But here's the deal. I need a better ending. That ending was horribly sad to me. I need Johnny to find love. I, whether it's with Tias and the, they have a, like a three-way relationship, he and because Jordan, he and Jordan have bonded. I think if John, if it's Jordan and Tias and Johnny together raise that child and they're a family unit. Like I would love that. I would love him to, uh, in fact, that one guy he sleeps with at the end and the guy even said like, Oh, I'll see you again. And he was like, yeah, it was fun. And he sort of walked away from it. And I thought, Oh, maybe that's the love of your life. You don't know. Just the fact that he is a sex worker, which I know I'm just saying in my personal opinion, I don't mean to offend anybody, but I still, I know people do it for a living and I know some people make a lot of money doing it, but I think people in the porn industry and all those industries, I still don't quite understand that as a, as a way of life. So as a paid way of life, I understand, you know, I'll, I know how it works, but I'm saying to, to do that as to make your living that way. Um, I don't quite understand it. I think, Johnny to me is a really tragic figure. He broke my heart because what he wanted more than anything was to be accepted and to be loved. And at the end of that story, none of that was, there was nothing there because even then you, his relationship with Tia's was over kind of because of the baby. So I feel like I need a movie where give me throw, cause you know how the movies are always different than books, throw a little happy ending in there for me. Give me some hope that Johnny is going to find a connection with someone other than his grandmother who's passed. I need that. I need that. So that's why I think, yes, I want a movie. Well, do you think that he connected better, like connected more with his mom near the end too? Like he was more, he was more in tune with Kukum, his grandmother than his mother. And they do have a conversation where she says, you know, I feel like you, she chose you over me and you chose her over me kind of deal. Do you ever feel like that was resolved? No, I definitely think he had a, he was building a better relationship with his mother because I do think the loss of his grandmother, she was, Kokum was everything to him. And I do think that he's making a pathway to his mother or she's making it to him. So I, I really like that part, but 
for me though, I just feel like, you know, anytime you are trading your sexuality as a commodity, and that's why I say like for sex workers or for people in the porn industry or whatever, if you're, I get you can make your body a commodity, but I don't, I just think that's sad because I don't know how you can have your body be in a loving, I won't even say committed, doesn't have to be committed, but a loving, I don't even know what the word is. I don't know how you can transition from being a, making sex in your body a commodity, commodity to not. Because I just don't think that transitions. So I feel like I want him to have that. A man in his life that he can love and who loves him and gives him everything that every human being hopes for, right? That's what I want for him. Yeah, he can definitely have a better relationship with his mother and that's important. But who doesn't want, I guarantee you, there's nobody who reads this book that doesn't want Johnny to find the love of his life, in, in my view, right? Right. And not just more clients. I want him to have a love, not, not clients. Well, there is some talk on the streets. <laughs> what streets? <laughs> <laughs> well, like the CBC's Facebook page and uh, just some other articles I've been reading about the book. But the, the, this book is kind of like Dirty Birds in that it's closer to autobiographical than we think. And I'm curious, like maybe it can't end a different way because the author hasn't uh, lived that part of his life yet. I actually looked that up and he called it a biotext. He actually said, in fact, I have it here. He said something about, um, it's. he says, I call Johnny Appleseed a biotext. It's not biographical, it's not memoir, but he's a character who is so closely intertwined with myself who has been with me for over a decade now and has helped me in many instances from writing to thinking. We're very tight. He's a very, a very much a character that lives with me still. And he says, I try to keep the enigma of which parts are autobiographical to myself or to some select few in my life. So I do think that's why I say, I mean, I think you're right. It could be that he, he himself personally hasn't found the great love of his life. Uh, so, yeah. But anyway, what do you think about as a movie or TV show? Yeah, I think there's definitely enough content to be able to create a movie. Uh, I don't know about a TV show. I don't know if there's enough because this is a rather short book. It's only two or three hundred pages. I know an audio book was like eight hours. So but, you know, what really happens, the whole premise of the story is him trying to get to his stepfather's funeral. And then you get all these flashbacks and uh, memories of different things going on in his life as he's trying to get back to the res uh, in order to go to the funeral. So I think it would be interesting to see who would be casted for this movie, especially because there is there seems to be two distinct timelines in regards to him growing as a person. So all the things that happened to him while he was a kid versus what's happening now when he's in his early 20s. You know, there's a an indigenous actor, and now I can't think of the movie. It was the, oh, shoot. Now I can't think of what the movie was. Anyway, man, he'd be good in it. 
I'm just thinking of him. That, no, because the actor, he was really great, but he was in a really famous movie that was in Canada in the last couple of years. And I follow him on social media, but of course I can't think of his name right now, but yeah. Oh my gosh, that's who I would want for him in the role. Yay. All right, sorry, well, go ahead. No, okay. <laughs> <That> you was... <laughs> know, one of the things that Joshua does is he thanks Eden Robinson for writing Son of a Trickster at the end of the book. Uh, I wonder if anybody from the cast of Son of a Trickster would be... You did hear what happened to the series, right? Yeah, it's got, it's yeah, it got axed for a controversy, which was very sad uh, and very unfortunate for everybody involved with the show. But yeah, well, that's interesting. I don't know. Maybe they will make it. Maybe that's something that's going to be coming out. Yeah, the book's about 200 pages long. And uh, I think it would make a great, I think it'd make a great movie, actually. So let's hope that that happens. Yeah. Well, and I would say, you know, uh, I'm going to give a, a shout out to the audiobook. So if you listen to the audiobook, I highly suggest it because Joshua Whitehead is the person who narrates it. And he has I didn't a know lovely that. voice. Yep. And oh. uh, the way he speaks, and I believe he's speaking in, in Ojibwe. So there are several phrases in Ojibwe just like in honey butter and butter honey pig bread uh they speak in a few Nigerian phrases in this book he speaks in a few Ojibwe phrases and they are just so beautiful to listen to so oh that's um, cool I didn't know that that's yeah cool. you do get a chance and then the only other thing I wanted to kind of point out is everybody loves cook em, which I don't you know I don't blame everybody on the internet for loving Cookum, but I have to tell, I want to tell the world that my favorite character was Tias. The reason why he was my favorite character was that he was always there for Johnny and he's always the person that really took care of him and didn't judge him for anything. And they were like, if you could have best friends be lovers, that those are the two people I would think of uh, when you, when you ask me that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So the next question is for uh, the theme of Canada Reads 21, which is, does it transport you? So did this book transport you? Ooh, that's a hard one because it is set, it's in set, it's set in Canada, whereas, you know, all the other books are set in other distinct places. So this one, I kind of don't feel as transported. I think I related more to it in regards to I have experience with sexting or online dating. And uh, I have experience with like not having any money and trying to figure out what to do. Uh, I remember a few the first few years I was in college, I lived only an hour away, but gas had inflated so much that I couldn't afford a gallon of gas to be able to drive home uh, because I didn't have any money. I, I, I can't remember if I was looking for, I think I was at the gas station and I had to pay with coins that I had found in my cup holder to be like, oh, I need 90 cents of gas in order to get the truck home. Uh, so I do relate to the story. I don't know if I would say I was transported. Yeah, when I, it's kind of funny. I, I, I enjoyed the story a lot. But when I thought about the question of whether I felt transported, I, I didn't. Uh, I think it's a really beautiful story. When I when it doesn't when the ending isn't what I want, I make it up myself. So Johnny does. Um, he either becomes 
part of a family with Jordan and Tia's and they all live happily ever after, or he finds the love of his life. <laughs> but as far as if it transported me, I can't say that I felt that it, it hit the theme. And I think it'll be interesting because I think the other four books clearly transport you into a place that we, that you don't know, maybe most of us don't know. So it'll be interesting to see how the defender handles this book in that situation. So yeah, it'll, I look forward to, I really looking forward to the competition. I think it's going to be really wild this year. So now our last question is how many maple leaves do you give the book? I'm going to give this one four maple leaves. And why four versus five? I don't think this is a book for everybody. Like I wouldn't, I can't say that I would just say, oh, hey, go read this book to any person. It would be a select person that I would say, hey, I think you should read this book or so on and so forth. And then I wasn't the biggest fan of the, like, it kind of goes nowhere. And, and you really say that with your ending, like, it just tells the one story of him trying to get to his uncle and then there's flashbacks. And I kind of don't feel like he didn't necessarily grow as a person. He didn't change at all. He didn't, you know, it's just this one look at one person during a certain span. So. Yeah, actually that's a really good way of pointing it. Cause I love books and movies that are like a slice of a slice of a person's life in a moment. Like I love that. And I'm okay with that, but I agree with you. Even I was sort of getting toward the end and I, I sort of almost forgot that he was trying to get money, make money to go, get back for the funeral. I kind of almost forgot that. And, and when I remembered it, I was like, oh yeah, that's what ties it all together. Because I was at one point thinking, I don't quite know where this is going. Like, I don't quite understand what's the point of the story until I then remembered about going, raising the money to get home. So yeah, I agree. I would give it four stars. I think it's really good. I, I, it's a, it's characters, let's face it, that we normally don't hear from. So I love that. And I would give it four stars. And I think we're both on the same page about that. So that's book number four. Yay. So I think the last book that we have is Hench. And that's by Natalie. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you guys in the next. You yeah. said you said it's by Natalie, like, you know, Natalie, you don't nat know Natalie, but I'll read the whole name since you didn't. <laughs> since I think it's because you didn't know. And I'm not sure I'm saying it right, but it's Natalie Zena Walshots, Walshots. So, yeah, Hench, that's our next or last book in the. In the, How do you know I don't know her? I don't know. You just said, yeah, well, I know you don't know her. Trust me, if you knew her, you would have told me by now. Let's read Natalie's book first and let's get an interview with Natalie. That's how I know you don't know her. <laughs> okay, you caught me. <laughs> I figured that. <laughs> anyway, if you want to join us for more Canada Reads content, go ahead and follow us. Subscribe. Contact us on Instagram at Canada Reads American Style. Have a great day. Bye.